I'm also co-host of this thing. I already updated my Twitter profile. <laughs> Did you? Maybe. We now return you to regular programming. Welcome back to another episode of Talk Court Fantasy Football League Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. You can find our show on Twitter or all socials at Taco Court Pod. And that includes YouTube. So thank you for listening either on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you are. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a comment or a review wherever you're at. Let us know how we're doing, what you like, what you don't like. I don't care if it's one star or if it's you right. I wish I can give this no stars. Just help us out. Give us some feedback. We'll make it better. Um once again, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tony. Tony, how's it going? That's uh, going well. Thanks for having me on once again. I was on the treadmill when I got your Facebook message uh, summoning <laughs> me to the pod. And once again, Nate, I answered. Happy to be here. Happy to talk all things football and uh, and all things Trey. Yeah. Sometimes I just don't know what, like, the idea hasn't come for what I want to do for the episode yet. Yeah. And then it just hits me and I'm like, okay, now. Right. And that's when I start writing the notes. So I did that this morning or whatever. And I was like, oh, let me hit you up. See if you're on this thing at work or not. Like, so we'll see what we got going on. Anyways, we'll hit our top, um, our main five topics of the podcast here. We're a fantasy football podcast. The, really, it's just a podcast revolved around the 12 members of our fantasy league. We talk sports. We also don't talk sports and we just see where it goes. So we'll hit our uh, top of minds. Manager on manager news and notes. We'll go over and do a draft, and then we will finish out with Ranson Raves before we give you with a banger of the week. So, Tony, coming out of last week into this week, what's on top of your mind? Uh, I couldn't really think of anything here, but uh, an episode popped up on my Apple podcast feed after I finished like a waiver wire episode or something for the week, and uh, mm-hmm. it was our Squid Games episode from earlier this year, like the full one. It was like from nice. February, February. Yeah, I listened to it. I didn't need to. I'd already listened to that. I edited the damn thing, recorded it. Probably listened to it like three times through, but I listened again just for shits and gigs. And man, what a work of art. What a masterpiece. Um, (laughs) That one was so much fun. And I think you guys need to do one. Yeah, that thing was so good, man. I'm hoping let's do one when it comes up with, you know, Squid Games 2. Oh, the sequel. Yeah, that sequel sequel. comes out. So then we'll try to build off of what that's got going on. So. Maybe yeah. we could do it week by week, right? Based off the last week's episode, or I don't know if yeah. it does that, right? Like it's a, I think it just drops the full season on Netflix, never mind. But yeah, yeah, we'll binge it over a night and then record right in the morning. So that's pretty cool. I really I liked it. Like, I like that we had you. Good. We had you die in like the fourth episode, and then we brought you back in the fifth one just because we needed like <laughs> an even number. It just made, it made sense to us, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the descriptions that Matt gives about me during that ep- that part of the episode is so good i was like oh my god this is so fun wildly so, inappropriate you did so good uh on that i'm gonna I'm link that down below that specific episode so do the one if you want to go one we're yeah, yeah. five crammed into one yeah i'll do that so um I'll, I'll link that down below for everybody uh top of mind for me um sitting at work some guy decided to schedule a video teleconference at the same time like right at the start of halftime of the u.s versus iran in the world cup wow u.s needed to win so i'm sitting there like i walk in to the office the game starts in about an hour 
there's a meeting going on in our office with like 10 people. I'm like, Jesus Christ, get the hell out of here. Game's going to start. I need to watch this thing while we got it going on, right? So I got it in my headphones. And then when it gets done, one of the other guys is a soccer guy. He comes over. He's like, oh, shit, you got it on. I'm going to hang out here till the first half's over. Then I'm going to go home and drink beer because this is all I had to do today, right? And he's a big soccer guy. So hung out or whatever like that. We went nuts when Pulisic scored the goal. Um, but the second half, I had to watch it with my AirPod or my earphone in. And it kind of stunk because it was so there was so much anxiety mm-hmm. to the second half of it that you wanted to say something or do, but they were like literally on a video teleconference with people from other sides of the globe trying to do actual work. And it was really tough. So I went off on him. Uh, and another thing that's on top of my mind is I think I've figured out how to fig- how to tell like whether or not a guy's got something stressful going on in his life or he's just doing all right. Mm-hmm. And I've been recognizing, I've almost done like a study. Um, just hear me out on this, all right? So all I've right. done a study over the month, about a month now, because I kind of noticed about a month ago, I've been like, okay, whatever, right? And when you're at the urinal, okay, and a guy's trying to take a leak, when that first stream starts to come out, whatever sound that person makes, you can tell how they're doing personally. Like you hear the, or something like that, or the, or something like that. Like they got something going on, right? Like, or you just hear like this, it's not coming out. And then you hear like, or whatever it is, you hear the guy make a noise. And then you hear like the stream just comes out super heavy and you're like, oh, that dude's got shit going on in life, right? And then you follow him around a little bit or you you interact with him at work or whatever. And you kind of just put the pieces together like, okay, yeah, this dude's triggered right now. And I could tell by the way, the sound that he made at the urinal. So homework over the next week. Listen to the people that are around you while you're at the urinal. Just listen, right? You don't have to look at them or anything like that. You'll just reckon you're good. It's going to be on your mind now. And anybody that's listening is going to be on their mind. Just listen to the people at the urinal and you will tell how a guy is doing personally, emotionally, whatever you want to call it deep inside. Are you doing all right? You're listening to dudes piss <laughs> uh, and you're following them around out of, out of the bathroom. No, we be concerned. They're just people who I work with. My building is very small. There's only a couple hundred people, right? And I interact with majority of the people that I end up seeing piss. Like you're just standing next to them or two urinals down or something. You can hear it. Um, Yeah, it's or you're just washing your hands. Just listen. You don't have to like look to the side of your eye or nothing like that. That's kind of fucking creepy. But is anyone dropping any comments? Like, yeah, nice watch, buddy. uh, What's (laughs) that? Shake it more than two times. You're playing with it, fellas. Yeah, he is. Anybody need a hand? <laughs> That's, That's a good the good one. one. Yeah. That's the good one. That's top of mind for me. Let's move on to manager on manager. So, Tony, I got a question for you. Yeah. So, this last weekend, it was Black Friday. Uh, we went over to Trey's house. Trey hosted a poker night. He does these things, you know, maybe once a quarter, every three, four months or something like that. It's kind of nice. You know, hey, the guys get out. We're all pretty busy and stuff like that. Just to get out, shoot the shit with the boys or whatever like that. Um, but when I walked in, Trey brought up this topic and it's kind of the the way we're going to go with the episode today um he brought up how much we trash him here on the podcast and he thinks that we should be more kind and positive towards our friends and members of our fantasy football league he, he would like more positivity more more kindness saying good things about somebody or whatever like that do you think that we should be doing that kind of stuff with our friends or members of the fantasy league do you think we should be more kind and more positive i guess you would say did you really say that he, I swear to God, this was a topic that, like, 
And there's 12, he was not shameful. It was literally on his mind. There's like 10 people in the kitchen area. I'm on one side of that island that's like the size of, you know, King Tut's bathtub. And and he's on the other side or whatever like yeah. that. But um, yeah, he brought it up. He was like, hey, okay. well, you, always, you guys always got to trash me. Like, you know, how about we how about we say some nice things about each other? And I was like, that's not how we act or whatever like that. And he's like, it would be nice. What do you feel? I agree. I think, you know, we can be a bit harsh at times. You know, we focus a lot on the negative. We sometimes try to tear each other down for whatever reason, for a laugh. I don't know. But, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's something inside of each of us that that we're battling through, right? But I get it, Trey. You know, we'll do better. We'll be better starting now, starting right now. Yeah, I... I thought about it's been on my mind and it's kind of the topic of the episode. I mean, you'll see the name of the episode, you know, the title of it, I guess you would say. Um, and I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to be a little bit more positive and kind and talk some nice things about the people in our league. Um, I think it's commonly known that you don't rag on your boys unless you really love them. Right. Like that's how we kind of show love. We just talk shit or whatever like that, especially like when you know they're going to hear it, but like behind our backs, random people or something like that we always hate each other up or whatever you know but, i would never waste any time trashing on someone i don't like yeah exactly it's it's a waste of time anyways you got a question for me uh yes so this this irritates me so much tipping for to-go orders <laughs> do you do it why or why not uh it depends on where it's at and like what the service level is right so I'll go to places. I'm, I tend to go order somewhere first before I like order online to pick up or something like that. So like if I'm ordering online and I'm going to pick it up, uh, it depends on where it is. Um, but like if I'm, go, if I'm ordering online and I'm going to like McDonald's or something like that, right? And I'm just walking in, picking it up or Chipotle or something like that, I'm not going to tip or something like that. But, you know, if I go to like one of my... It depends on, yeah, just if I like the place. Like, there's, like, a Vietnamese place I really like. I'll tip the M or something like that. Or uh, some Mexican food place or whatever like that that I know is, like, family-run or something. They do a good job. It's, like, the food's always great. Yeah, I'll tip for that. But the idea of tipping, this has been on my social feeds and reels and TikToks, especially TikTok, heavily, where people are, like, tipping is getting out of control in America. Like, I went and ordered a drink like a coffee or whatever like that and you know before you could even do it they flip it around it's going to ask you a question and they're standing right there right and it's like you might hit the wrong button or something like that or it's not working do you want to leave a tip no right and then you get these looks whatever it's kind of awkward like the the concept of tipping is really awkward and i think we're like one of the only countries in the world that does it yeah for well-traveled people like such as you and i uh Mm -hmm. we've been you know to europe they don't tip there. It's it's frowned no. upon. You can, but it's frowned upon. They'll usually say, "Yeah, we don't we don't need that." But like here, you go to a restaurant, you sit down, you know, you get good service. Of course, yeah, 20, 25%, maybe more. Here you go. You did a great job. Ordering Donatos from Red Robin where I'm just going inside and picking it up. You don't need a tip. No. You literally brought it from the kitchen to the counter. And this happened to me a couple of times. I ordered it, paid, tipped ahead of time because I felt guilty. It was during like the end of COVID, right? The, the mm-hmm. pandemic. I would tip ahead of time and I'd sit out in my car in the little slots, you know, you, you pull up, you're like, ah, I'm in number eight or number yeah. seven or whatever. And they would bring it out and it was cold. I'm like I tipped you motherfuckers. <laughs> this shit should be piping hot. So yeah. this is what I do now for any restaurant that, that, uh, that asks for the tip for a pickup order like, like that, which you shouldn't do. I don't think you should. 
I won't pay until I get to the restaurant and I'll tip yeah. zero. That way the service after they see that I didn't tip isn't doesn't impact my order, right? I don't get any mm-hmm. spit or anything like that. Because I've worked in I've worked in food. We've all yeah. seen waiting. So yeah, I'm definitely anti uh tip for pickup orders. Yeah. Get that out of here. I will tip generously and it's 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 scary, but I will tip generously if I do like Uber Eats or DoorDash or something like that, right? Yeah. And part of that is because I have DoorDashed before. Like that was part of like what I did when I, like COVID hit or whatever. I had yeah. the girls were with their mom for a week and I had nothing else to do. So I was like, oh, DoorDash or whatever like that. Do some extra work and make some extra cash or whatever. Um, You're talking about like the people when they drop off the food? Yeah, they drop yeah, it off at your house that's and fine. stuff this like is, that. This is completely separate. Because I'm good with tipping those guys. Like DoorDashers won't take your like your order will get passed around or declined a bunch of times and like be sitting there waiting to get picked up if you don't tip decently because kind of the rule of thumb for people doing doordash or things like that is like two dollars a mile mm-hmm. right um jesus yeah so most people are ordering from fairly close or something like that right like for you to get paid two dollars an hour a mile that's not that's your tip and then what comes out of the company as well right you get a percentage of whatever the service fee is and stuff like that but usually if I'm doing it, I'm like, I don't want to go. And it's usually something stupid. Like, I don't want to go pick up McDonald's for the girls. I just don't want to drive whatever. We're cleaning the house and stuff. I'll just order something. So then my meal is already way too much. And then I'll tip like, I know McDonald's is three miles away from the house. So mm-hmm. my tip will be like six, seven bucks. So it's like, I'm going to cover that. Thanks for picking it up, you know, and driving it to me or whatever like that. And then they make whatever, 10 bucks off of you know, 15 minutes of the work or something like that. So. I don't think I could DoorDash McDonald's because if I was the driver, I'd grab, I'd be grabbing fries. There's no you way. Gotta, you got to break a seal of the bag now, but I would it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks because you can't verify that your food is correct. So mm-hmm. you could tip and really you're tipping the person ordering the food at yeah. the restaurant or getting the food for you. So it's, it's kind of scary, but you can always get your money back from those people. But. This whole thing's really chapping my ass. We need to move on, Nate. Yeah, tipping, just tipping is chapping your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, news and notes. So then this segment will cover first part of our fantasy league. This is this podcast was started around our fantasy league for anybody that's new around here. So we'll cover our standings for our league, and then we will move on to some NFL news and notes um, that we got going on. So standings update: we got one team at eight and four. And that is the pocket dogs. Last week we had like five people in this seven and four yep. range or whatever like that. And a bunch of us lost. I lost on Monday night to Chad. Um, I got the good old two points out of Damian Pierce. Well, my bench had like three guys go over 20 to be Ouch. able to fit that. So uh, kind of rough, but seven and five, we got four teams, too hot to handle boner jams. Oh, three Eskimo brothers and me, the vinegar strokes at six and six fighting for last playoff spot there. You got, Password is Taco. I shave my balls for this. That's Trey. Great name for your team. Great name, Trey. The Murder Boners, five and seven. You got the Milford Academy and you, Tony Patriot. Four and eight out of playoff contention. You got three penis wine and IR four and eight. Now, Tony, you got a chance to make the playoffs. We got two weeks left in the fantasy, you know, regular season. You think you're going to slide in there? You can. You think you can get two in a row, get a couple people to lose? A lot of parity in Taco yeah. Corp this season. No one's really run. I know James got the win last week, but 
I mean, <clears throat> the second through fifth seed all lost, right? Yeah. That's so a lot of a lot of teams up in the top half of the league uh, taking an L last week, but it's fun. I mean, really, yeah. There's what ten teams in contention for a playoff spot right now. So yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's fun. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, and then all of the anxiety starts because we'll have a Sacco tournament at the end. Yes. Next year, do you want to do a regular season Sacco and a end of season playoff Sacco? Do two. I. The regular season Sacco definitely needs to be addressed. You've had teams finish this season with like two or three wins. That's a problem. And they haven't gotten Sacco. Huge problem. Is it so. is it more of a problem that they finished that bad in the regular season or that yes. people who almost made the playoffs can't beat those type of teams? Sustained, like terrible fantasy management. That's bad. Like I've endured so many injuries this season. I, I bitched about it every episode. Um, I've managed five wins. You've had teams win two games and they mm -hmm. weren't the Sacco. That's crazy. What what happens when let's say someone like Chad is going to get the Sacco? Like four weeks out, we know. Yeah. And he decides, fuck it. I already got the Sacco. Doesn't do care mean? about roster moves, doesn't care about other things. So then someone slides into the playoffs that probably wouldn't have been there because mm -hmm. there's an in ineligible roster or just not changing out guys. That's that's someone you need to kick out of the league if okay. honestly he's doing that because you're we're paying 100 bucks to play yeah. this league it's not it's not cheap right mm -hmm. and if you give up at week seven like what are you even doing yep. like look at this year i think chad was uh, he was winless for the longest time and yeah i think if things go right if a certain teams lose out he could make it still right so yeah his team's never kinda, really out his team's kind of dangerous too, him, his, so. him and Nick <laughs> can actually put up a lot of points yeah yeah all right let's move on we're gonna we're gonna figure that out in the off season. We'll figure out the best way to do it. Maybe if you're listening to this out there, uh, leave a comment or a review if you're on the audio platforms or something like that of what do you think we should do with this and how we should address it. NFL news and notes: You got Deshaun Watson served his suspension, Tony, and yep. he is returning to the starting lineup for the Browns this week against his former team, the Houston Texans. I scroll Twitter and it looks like some of the fantasy community is pretty pretty excited about this guy coming back and Browns fans being excited as well, right? They're they're getting a quarterback. They think they yeah. got a team. And let's see what he got so you can, you know, make some momentum for next year. Where are you at with it? I'm almost as excited as uh, his accusers who he settled with because apparently they're going to be at the game too. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the craziest thing, man? <laughs> like, hey, we don't support this guy, but we're going to support the league and we're going to put money into the league that supports this dude playing that we don't think should play. Like you're paying his salary. Yeah. You're giving him clicks. You're giving him attention. Like it's kind of awkward and kind of yeah. funny, but I, I don't know if it's the women or the, the attorney, the attorney, but Busby or something like that. Like, yeah. I don't know who, who's doing it, but it's not a good look. I don't, I don't support that. You at think all. they're, you think they're going to wear a Jersey, a number 10 Jersey <laughs> <laughs> or a number four Jersey. Or what are they wearing? The Texans or the Browns one? They're wearing a Davis, Davis Mills Jersey. Probably. Davis Mills Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited to see the Browns with him under center. You know, they have the running game with Nick Chubb. Uh, Kevin Stefanski has a good running scheme. The defense has been much better of late ever since they got Miles Garrett back, right? But mm -hmm. that division is going to be rough, right? You got Lamar, you got Joe Burrow, you got now Deshaun Watson. The Steelers, they're always uh, a little frisky, right? So mm -hmm. just excited to see what he adds to the, to the AFC North. Uh, excited yeah. for Kendall, since this will be the first quarterback, the first real quarterback the Browns have had 
since Johnny Menzel. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, because he came after Brady Quinn. So <laughs> yeah, I figured you say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, I'm excited to see see what ends up happening. It's kind of interesting though that people in the fantasy community and these analysts are pretty like geeked up about it, and it's like, like he hasn't. He started practicing with the team. Like I think he got there around week ten, started sitting mm-hmm. in the film room, right, uh, and being a part of meetings and stuff like that going over the game plans and what they're doing and understanding that started practicing what two weeks ago yep. week 11 or something like that i don't know how many reps you get you know but they had to been giving them some like just to prep them but um he didn't do well in the preseason it was bad bad like it was like zach wilson bad like i'm a zach wilson guy i like zach wilson but it's more for the personal stuff and and the attitude and you know the demeanor of the person rather than the play on the field mm-hmm. But Deshaun didn't show anything on the field, but who knows, you know, maybe he understands the scheme more. He's learning. Um, It'll be interesting. So um, you think he puts on a show? You think the the Browns are seven point favorites. You think they cover against the Houston Texans? I think they cover for sure. That might Mm -hmm. may or may not be one of my picks later, but uh, I think Jacoby Brissett, like even against the Texans, he would have been like a top 12, like a QB one this weekend. Yeah. How can yeah. you not say Deshaun Watson's not going to jump in and also be a QB one against the Texans? They're bad. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I, I I I think he'll do fine this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. On a positive note, you know, we're trying to preach positivity on this podcast this week and going forward. So, you know, I'm happy for him. He gets to play in front of the fan base that you know cheered him on for so long. You know, maybe he can. You know, I'm, he gets another shot at you know doing the thing that he enjoys doing, provides income for himself. Um, you know, and he, he gets to go shake the hands of the people who, you know, gave him that opportunity in the Houston Texans management of, you know, trading him to the Cleveland Browns to give him another shot because they weren't going to play him. But also the same team that didn't suspend him so that he could get paid for a year also. So, you know, after they gave him, you know, 30 bill, they enabled him the opportunity to go get 200 and something, whatever. Like mm-hmm. that. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. There's a lot of positive stuff going on there. A lot of a lot of people going to be in the stands that you wouldn't think would be there, right? But they're rooting and supporting for you know the guy. So it it'll be interesting and it'll be really fun. So um, we're gonna get some some backlash on that. Hey, real quick, real quick, right? You remember the episode with Terrence before the draft? Before the draft, what you, yeah. we talked about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you remember how Terrence said he he's disowning the Browns franchise, doesn't want anything to do with it. Um, Who's he starting? Amari Cooper. He's had Amari Cooper for the entire year. He's definitely, mm. I mean, maybe that's what he gets, right? Is Terrence a liar? Did Terrence misinform us of his decisions and his way forward? Or does winning matter more to Terrence? I mean, either way, I'm fine with it. You know, I just like to understand one of my friends a little bit more. Um, you know, if he has some problem with telling the truth, I'd like to be able to help him get through that, you know, so that he can he can feel better about himself later on in life. Because, I mean, I, he was adamant about no Browns. And I said, Nick I, Chubb's there at the end of the first. You're not taking him? No. I recall that. I do recall yeah. that. And maybe, you know, he's five and seven in your league right now. So maybe this is a little bit of negative karma coming yeah. his way. I, I thought for sure he was going to do what he said and disavow all Browns. Anyone who had a hand in that franchise so yeah. here he is and here we are you're five and seven Terrence. I, I think it just shows you know winning winning matters right yep. you know, no matter how you feel about anything you know when you're a winner you're a winner so right now terrence is a loser um <laughs> the thing that i wanted to so I, I noticed it like three weeks ago 
because I think I played him at one of those games or something like that. And I, would, I didn't want to say anything because he would have to trade him, right? Like, yeah. Like, he can't drop Amari Cooper just being like, oh, fuck. Right? Not this year. Nope. You got to eat it. You can't drop him. And if he drops him, you're gone. Like, I'm putting him back on your roster no matter what. I will replace your quarterback. I think he's got like Josh Allen. So. Um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about that when I was writing this up. All right, moving on. Mike White tosses for 315, three touchdowns against the Bears. Is Mike White the franchise quarterback for the Jets? And does Zach Wilson now have the best job in the NFL being a backup quarterback? What kind of name is Blue Mountain State? Is that like a mountainous region, like a, of a state that votes Democrat? Look, is that a Colorado it, reference? Is that why is I like it, it here? Is that a Colorado reference? You know, like, is it a Coors Light reference, right? It might have been a Coors Light reference. <laughs> Uh, I saw the bullet for this one. I was offended. Like, how dare you compare Zach Wilson to Alex? Wilson's trash. He's not good. And I don't think he can even cut it as a backup in the NFL. Give me give me Chase Daniels before you put Zach Wilson mm. on my team. Ten times mm. out of ten. Well, he has the best job in the NFL right now. He's the backup quarterback. He doesn't need to, you know, worry about the practices way too much. He's going to run the scout team, uh, which I don't know how much that's going to help them out. But... He has way more time for everybody else's mothers. Like Mike White gets his chance to be a franchise quarterback for the New York Jets, while Zach Wilson gets to go and do what he loves to do. That's fair. It's, it's not be good at football. It is go on MILF Hunter or something like that, right? Like he might be on the bus later on. He's not even the second best quarterback on that roster. It's Joe Flacco. Ugh. Yeah. yeah that's how bad Ugh. it is. <laughs> Is Mike White a franchise quarterback? No. Get out of here. Why not? Absolutely not. The, all the guy's done is produce. You could throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns against the Bears. They have nobody right now. He's thrown for hundreds of yards in the past, too, and the other other times that he's played. No. The answer to your question is no. The only time he's thrown under 100 yards was when he was injured. The answer is no. Who's, who's the offensive coordinator in New York? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's uh, it's it's what's his name from San Francisco? Um, God damn it, son of a bitch! This is gonna this is gonna irritate me. Yeah, I was talking about him today. I don't know who it is. All I know is that Robert Sala is a defensive-minded coach, and the Jets' defense is nasty. And you got a nasty thing like that. All you need is a quarterback to be competent to be a franchise guy. Mike Lafleur. So they're running oh, yeah. something similar to what the 49ers do. They yeah, they yeah, pull yeah. them from that that staff, right? So look what that offense has done for a dud like Jimmy G or CJ Beathard or Nick Mullins. Like they can make okay quarterbacks look pretty good, pretty competent. So Jimmy I don't, G's, I don't think he's Jimmy G has the best winning percentage of a starting quarterback since he's been starting. Is Jimmy G's got to be the only quarterback in the league where you're worried when you're winning and you're worried when you're losing. The only reason game. Jimmy G gets flack is because he's hot. That's the only reason Jimmy G gets it's because everybody else's wife is watching the game with them. Like, you know, I'll watch the Niner game with you because they're drooling over Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I shut it off. Reason. Yeah, I shut it off. Yeah. Time. yeah, you can't put him 100%. on. <laughs> He's handsome. It's terrible. Mike, yes. White's a, Mike White's a franchise quarterback. Nope. And Zach Wilson has the best job, especially for the type of guy he is. Overrated, underrated, Tony. So we got five things here. Topics okay. from this this week, right? Uh, overrated, underrated, Mike White. Overrated. You're fucking high. Overrated, underrated, Jordan Love. Underrated. 
get the fuck. No way. That guy threw 130 yards one time in his life. One we'll game. We'll come back to it. Let's keep going. He, you're ter- he is terrible. Overrated, underrated, Kenny Pickett. Overrated. Oh, you're... Overrated, underrated, Josh Jacobs. Eat underrated. Crow. Eat underrated. Crow. Eat crow. Overrated, underrated, the Niners' defense. I hate that I have to say this because you're giving me shit for all my picks. Underrated. Yeah, they're underrated. Wherever they're ranked, they need to be higher. They're ranked one, (laughs) and they need (laughs) to be higher. They've allowed 40 points across the last four games, including the shutout last week against the Saints. It's crazy. I don't know how many weeks it's been, but they haven't let up points in the fourth quarter. I think it's like four to six weeks or something like that. Yeah, that's scary. You can't explain any of this malarkey. Mike White, Jordan <laughs> Which Love. One? Jordan Which one? Jordan Love. Do you want? Let's just start with Jordan Love. We've already talked about All Mike right. White. So Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer, right? He casts a very wide shadow. Um, the guy who supplanted Brett Favre all those years ago. So I think Jordan Love's just kind of been forgotten sitting on the bench the last couple seasons. So I just want to see more of him. I don't think he's being rated at all. So I feel like he's definitely in the top 32. I'd put him above Zach Wilson. Put him above my, Mike White. No. So no, it, maybe that uh, that Russian ability on the ground mm-hmm. is exactly what Green Bay needs, right? So you don't get that with quarterbacks in their forties, apparently. I was hyped on Jordan Love when he was coming out as a rookie. I had a bunch of his yeah. rookie cards and autographs and all this yeah, kind of same. stuff. Then Aaron Rodgers resigned, and I was like, I'm buying more because this guy's <laughs> going to get his chance, and when he does, he's going to blow up and all this kind of stuff. And then I watched him play, and I was like, this guy is terrible, and the couple drives that he had at the end of that Philly game or that during that time when he was in the Philly mm-hmm. game was like the best he's ever done anywhere to include the college game and it was just like Philly wasn't playing defense that game the Green Bay Packers put over 30 points on them the Green Bay Packers are basically like the Denver Broncos on offense they're terrible <laughs> They are terrible. They only have touchdowns because they threw five of them to one dude in two weeks. Mm-hmm. They're they're trash, and Jordan Love is trash as well. Give Kenny the kid Pitt. a chance. Give him a chance. What do you got against Kenny Pickett? Uh, he's a rookie, so there's still time for him too. I'm not saying the book's written, but he has the 26th best passing grade for PFF so far this year. It hasn't been good. It hasn't been good. They have beat the Colts, his, but they should have lost that game. Like, have you looked Colts, at his passing grade, like as it's progressed throughout the year? It's he's making improvements, mm-hmm. sure, but they should, like I said, they should have lost the Colts. Colts fumbled that game away in more in more than one way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like Kenny Pickett. I think he's a baller. I think he fits that city really well. They got a dope ass receiver, dope tight end. If they could figure out how to draft a lineman or get <laughs> get a lineman in there. Like they got a squad, and I think he can do. I think he could do the job. I think he's completely underrated. Uh, Josh Jacobs were good there because I mean, because I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, you. I agree with you. And then the Niners D, the Niners defense is scary because they've done this, and I think they're they're the number one overall defense on the year. I think points scored, yard rushing yards, passing yards, touchdowns against, third down. Uh, fourth quarter, all these things that really, really matter. And for the majority of the year, they had to do it with five guys out on the defense, four yeah. guys out, three guys out, and they're still down. Eric Armstead, like 
yep. that when that dude comes back, it's going to be mayhem. But it kind of scares me this week. So it's going to be a shame when they to take that just elite defense into the playoffs and they get bounced because of Jimmy G. I don't think they will. I think Jimmy G is really good at football. Jimmy G wins the Super Bowl if it's not for one underthrown pass. How many uh, draft picks did they give up to one to draft one, his replacement? One, one underthrown pass is the difference between them winning a Super Bowl and not winning a Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. And everybody's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo differently. When it matters, you can't trust him when you're winning. You can't trust him when you're losing. That's all I'm saying. You're crazy. Nate. Would you want Jimmy Garoppolo on the Rams right now? I'd rather have Jared Goff than Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. All right, let's go over. Uh, we started this two weeks ago. It hasn't been that good for me. It's been pretty good for you. But on your podcast, the 58 West King podcast, it's linked below for everybody to go check that out. I encourage you to go check it out. Leave a bad review. Um, <laughs> uh, you guys pick every single game heads up. And so we decided a couple weeks ago that we were going to do three bets against the spread, right? We don't need to do all of them. That's fucking insane. Pick three. Uh, last week we ended up doing one of them had to be on Thanksgiving. And this week we are going to do one has to be prime time. To recap last week, I had the Cowboys. That stunk. You get that Giants touchdown with no time left, basically. And the Giants, the Cowboys just let them in the end zone because they have no integrity. Can you imagine the San Francisco 49ers just letting someone walk in the end zone? That's the difference between championships and non-championships. Um, but they don't cover the number against the Giants. I had the Titans. Who they're playing? They're playing Cincinnati. Um, that one just didn't go well. They were an underdog. Um, but the line did move in the favor, right? I think I had him at minus two and a half. I believe it was mm -hmm. maybe minus three and it moved to Titans one. Right. And I think I know like closing line value matters, right? As long as you're on the positive side of where the line moves throughout the week and you do that over and over and over, you are going to be on the positive when it comes to wins and losses, I guess you would say, right. When the market moves in your direction, you got a better number. Um, you want to be that way. You don't want it to go against you. So closing line value there, but a loss is a loss. And I had the Steelers on Monday night. Um, I told, I think they were a, what were they? Were they a one and a half, two and a half, three and a half? I forget what the number was. It felt like it was big. Maybe it was four. Yeah. And it was four, right? And then so. it closed at, yeah, it was four, closed at two and a half. And I said that I was just going to bet the money line. So that was kind of nice. But I finished one and two. I'm one and five overall. Tony, last week you had the Lions cover. Yeah, you, you had the Chiefs to blow out the Rams. That looked pretty close. Were you sweating that one? Um, and they end up covering so, the so bad and a half. Chiefs. Thirteen and a half threw or a, something like that. Threw a pick at the goal line. I think they got stuffed or kicked a couple field goals too. It was bad. Mm -hmm. They should have won by a lot more. Whatever. But I'll take and it. And then you have, and then you had the Niners. I believe they were eight and a half against uh, the Saints, and you took that. Shut and them out. They covered. Yep. 3-0 on the week. Tony, you're 5-1 overall. You got one fourth this week. I got my three here. We'll just snake it. You give me one. I'll give you two. You give me two. Okay. I'll give you one. Uh, start with an easy one. Seattle. They're seven and a half point favorites against the Rams in LA. No Stafford. No Cup. No Allen Robinson. I think Aaron Donald has a high ankle sprain. Probably. Honestly, they're probably going to start shutting people down for the year. It's a lost cause, but 
Um, also, no offensive line. No idea who's starting. Um, yeah, I think Seattle wins this one easily. And that's on the road, correct? For Seattle, correct. Yeah. All right. So I got – Tony, you're going to hate me for this. And I'm going to hate me for this because I don't know why I keep doing this. But um, the Denver Broncos on the road at Baltimore, eight-and-a-half-point dogs. I'm going to take the Broncos plus eight-and-a-half. They don't let up 20 points a game. Over under is 38 and a half, right? So implied mm-hmm. totals is like 23 to 13. I don't know what it fucking comes out to, right? But it's 23 to 15, essentially, right? Um, it seems right, but I don't. The Ravens offense has not looked good whatsoever. Well, we talk about all these other teams with bad offenses. Yeah. It's terrible to watch the Ravens play, right? Um, Denver. All you got to hope is that they get a couple field goals, essentially, right? So you get three, three, four field goals, maybe a touchdown, um, two field goals, a touchdown, and then they lose by seven, right? Or they lose 21 to 12 or 21, 13 or something like that, which seems very Denver Bronco like. I think that they keep it within two score or within a score against the Ravens just because their defense, the Ravens can't really pass the ball that well yeah. right now. You're going to what card Mark Andrews and then stuff the run. Uh, if there's a team that could do it, it's the Denver Broncos, I feel like. As long as the Ravens don't pass towards Patrick Sertain, like, they're they're not going to score points. You're, you're not concerned with the dysfunction there? I think Hackett's like, he's got to be on his last thread, right? Like, I'm surprised he wasn't fired this week. It can't get any worse. <laughs> it can't so get you, any worse. So, like, you talked about their defense. They were good, but since week nine, like, weeks nine on, Mm-hmm. They have the 27th ranked defense in terms of efficiency. It's been yeah. bad. 31st against the pass. Defense is okay. They're top 10, but yeah. they've been bad. Like they've completely turned it around. I think maybe Bradley Chubb impacts that a little bit, right? But they're what three and seven, three and eight mm-hmm. now. Like they're mm-hmm. going the wrong way. Patrick Sertain's getting smoked right now. Like he lets up a couple big plays a game, yeah. right? And they look really bad. So, um, but I don't think that the Ravens are going to be able to capitalize against that. It is tough though. It's an eleven o'clock uh, mountain start, you know. Yeah. So that that's really early, going the opposite, you know, yeah. to the East Coast or whatever like that. So my second one, I hate to do this. Um, it's not good, but I think that they win the game, and I have the Dolphins on the road plus three and a half against the Niners. The Niners oh, you're have hedging. you're hedging. It's, it's weird because you know we brought it up last week you're not as good as you were last week and you're not as bad as you were last week. The Niners played pretty bad last week from an offensive standpoint, right? Yeah. The defense is was stout, but the offense was not good at all. The Dolphins took out their players in the second quarter, essentially. Uh, they put up 30 points in basically a quarter and a couple minutes, right? They had, you know, the the fumble or pit. What was it? It was a fumble, I believe, for a touchdown. Um and they just looked unstoppable from an offensive standpoint. They let the Texans back in uh, in the second half. The Niners have the best defense. The Dolphins probably have the best offense in the league. They have the best. I think that the Dolphins have the best head coach in football right now. I think they have the best offensive coordinator in football. I think he's just super, super smart. I like the guy. I love watching his press conferences and his interviews because he's kind of quirky and weird. Um, but yeah, it's pretty sure. comical. But if mm-hmm. I have to pick between coaching in this game, I'm going to pick Mike McDaniel. And I think that he, 
being with the Niners has a better grasp of what they're going to want to do from a defensive standpoint, the strengths and weaknesses. And I think they're just going to be able to put up more points than the Niners in this game. I think that it might be a little bit closer, but I think that they can they can put up points. And if they lose, I can see them getting a backdoor cover to get it within three. So. Okay. Is that what you're betting this week? I'm betting the Dolphins plus three and a half. Plus three and a half. Okay. All right. It's terrible. bold against your team here. The defense you just hyped up on I the like road it. at home. The Niners are at home. Yep. Levi Stadium is. Oh, it's so so, so so North, I think is what you meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not at home. They're on the road in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to take the Dolphins plus three. Okay. Wow. All right. It opened uh, at three and it went to three and a half. So. You know, it's not in my direction, but it's I, not. It's one of those things where you just have this gut feeling that the Niners could really get smoked. Yeah. With the way they played offense last week, I, I can definitely see another lapse there. Mm-hmm. And Miami's not going to get shut out, right? Yeah. That's not what they do. But no. uh, my second one, Cleveland, they are favored by seven. At least when I look this up on DK and FanDuel, uh, yep. they're at Houston. Um, I think Miami, you mentioned earlier, they were up like 30 nothing before they started pulling starters. So I think they could have won that game like 60 nothing if they kept their foot on the gas. I don't think Cleveland has any issue uh, with Houston. They'll run the ball. Deshaun Watson, if you want to call it a revenge game, they'll throw a couple touchdowns. I think this will be uh, one of those games that's not really too exciting. Um, so I probably won't watch it. <clears throat> yeah. I think in that game, you're going to know pretty quick how it's going to yep. go. I did it. I, I wanted to bet Houston on that side. Really? I think, I think Houston's kind of gritty. Houston's kind of gritty. I think they can keep it within a point or within a touchdown. I wanted to, I was like, I don't want to mess with it because I don't really know in game yeah. opportunity. So, Fair your last one. So, I don't like prime any time. of these primetime. I don't like any of these primetime ones. <laughs> They're terrible this week. It's like Buffalo, if it was in Buffalo, that one's in New England. I'm not going that way either direction. Um, I think I'll go with the Monday night game, the Saints uh, mm-hmm. at the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. They got three and a half at home. Yeah. Um, the Saints offense is in a bad, bad place. Shut out last week. Uh, I think they have like the worst rushing offense over the last four or five weeks. So I- I'll take the Bucks. Yeah. They- they've been running the ball better. Um, offensive line having some struggles. I think they just lost worse for a little <clears> bit. But Tom Brady will just check it down. They'll get it done. Chris Godwin, he looks like he's back. He had a monster week last week. Um, I think he finishes like the wide receiver two on the week. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll take Tampa Bay three and a half. Yeah, that's what I got to. That was the one I wanted. Um, I thought about the Bills with the four, but they haven't been playing that well. Josh Allen's elbow is probably a little bit messed up. If there's someone who could defend them, it's got to be the New England Patriots. Um, But it's also one of those places where I don't want to take the Patriots because they lose by 21, right? And then the Sunday night game was what Dallas at home against the Colts. They're 10 and a half point favorites. If it didn't have that hook and the 10 and a half, I probably would have taken Dallas there. For same. I looked at that one. Yep. But I can't take the Colts either. I just don't know. Like I want no. the Colts to do well. They might be able to do well, but immobile quarterback. I don't know. Matt Ryan did run a little bit. I think I yep. did tweet. Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan makes a read. He feels pressure and he just crumbles. Like he's just, he's old. He's, Matt Ryan, dual threat. <clears throat> oh, <So>. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Recap, you got the Hawks on the road, minus seven and a half against the Rams. The Browns, minus seven on the road at Houston. And the Bucks at home, Monday night, three and a half. Let's go. I got the Broncos, plus eight and a half at the Ravens. 
Dolphins plus three and a half at the Niners and Bucks three and a half at home. Your picks are bold. I think you'll make more money if you bet those, those oh. your first two there. So I'm going to have, oh, it's going to be bad, man. It's going to be bad. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our draft. Look, Trey inspired us to be nice. He yep. brought up more, more positivity, more kindness towards each other. You know, talk good about each other rather than thrashing each other. So, Trey gets his own draft this week, Tony. All right. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. Let's let's give the guy his own draft. So we're we're going to draft the top three things. We're just going to do three because five, I think, would be a little bit exhausting. Yeah. Um, maybe after episode 100, see how he acts on the air a little bit, how he does. Maybe we'll get him up to top five, but we'll give him a top three. Three is my favorite number. Um, I don't think we have five things each to say about Trey. That's nice. (laughs) Baby steps. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Baby steps. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Positivity. Oh, sorry. Uh, Positivity. Starting now. Starting now. (laughs) So our top three things that we love about Trey. So everybody gets to hear us and get to know us. More people want to know about Trey. Here's him all the time. So I'll go first, right? You like the hook. So I'll go first. So, uh, let's see here. All right, this one, right? Trey's really great at hosting barbecues. Um, There's some of the best barbecues that I've ever been to. And while you're at his barbecues, he's really great at explaining and demonstrating how he cooked all these really high-end meats on what seems to be like the world's largest Traeger that's out there. Um, and then while he's talking about that, I'd be like, yo, that must've taken a long time. You had to smoke it forever. This is, oh no. I also, he also has this really large industrial grill right next to it that, I mean, it, it's like something you'd see at a fairground or something like that. So he, great barbecues, really good at explaining exactly how he cooked it on this massive Traeger. I mean, the thing's like the size of a, a truck bed, um, and just premier quality high end meats and he. I mean, he really puts it out there so you know which ones to buy later on. Mm-hmm. That's that's my first pick. It's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. This Traeger is massive. I can vouch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine is, uh, I guess, my first pick here. Trey's really, really good at math. You know, he's also incredibly helpful. I remember years ago when we were in the the SATCOM business, right down at Holloman, mm-hmm. we used to have to crunch some numbers on transmit frequencies, receive frequencies, uh, TTS, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes got a bit tedious. Sometimes we struggled with the calculations. Trey, in the tent, inside the high bay, you know, he'd often see us struggling, pulling our hair out. He would snatch the pyramid equations from us, do the calculations in his head, and smugly go back to patching modems as he handed us back. Our problem solved. Nice. Nose up. Yeah, nose great, up, though. Great problem solver. Like, you know, don't even worry about doing it. He'll just do it for you, right? And he'll remind yep. you. Yep. how to do it later on. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, while at poker night, right? Oh, no, you got another one. It's a snake. That's right. So there aren't many people who uh, are as generous with the advice they give out. Trey will invite you out golfing, right, to play around 18, maybe nine. You never know. Um, but on the fourth hole, you know, we're already up five strokes on him. He's going to let you know that your posture needs some work. He's going to show you how to stand. Mm-hmm. He's going to let you know that you need to fix your grip or, fi- you know, to fix your slice. Just mm-hmm. just super nice and always looking out for us, even if it costs us, you know, 10 to 15 strokes and the and the loss during yeah. the match. Yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, I got one. So while we're at poker night, right? Or I got two coming up, I guess you could say. These are my last two. But while we're at poker night, right? Um, look, he's just great at hosting stuff. He hosts the poker night, you know, Black Friday. You get to go see his glorious 37-foot Christmas tree all lit up and stuff like that. I mean, he must have put it up right in the morning after Thanksgiving. It was, it was awesome just so that we could see it. But anyways, um, you know, we're all sitting in there and Trey goes, hey, anything in the garage you guys can have, right? Mikasa Sukasa. Um, and then he walks us over, right? And he's like showing us where it's at because we couldn't recognize where like the drinks were, right? And we didn't recognize because he hadn't shown us his new fridge yet and explained how he had to go half go in on half of a cow with another one of our friends that was there, big jack country dude who likes Alabama, right? Um, and he had to get a new fridge because he needed way more freezer space in order to store half this cow, right? So he showed us where the brand new fridge was. And at the same time, he allows us to go into the garage, anything that we want. Um, and then also explains how he just got his garage floors all resurfaced, right? I mean, it was pretty cool. You walk on it, it's got some like little grip thing or whatever. It's super mm -hmm. nice, super clean, right? And just explained the whole process of how they came in and they had to take all this stuff out and how long it took to dry and all this kind of stuff, right? Just in case we ever wanted to redo the entire flooring of our garages the same way that Trey did so that when we put in our brand new fridge with half a cow in it mm -hmm. like we could we could feel really connected together so uh that's my second one there and uh let's see my third one I got a couple here uh it's hard to pick I mean there's so many good things that I love about Trey here um ah uh, let's see let's see <clears throat> look this one's a good one too right so there's times like I got kids. It's just me and my two girls. So Trey recognizes that. And he's like, Hey, you know, why don't you come over? We'll we'll eat a little bit of food. The kids can play outside. My kids love jumping on his trampoline that he's got out back. Right. And his sons are really good with my daughters. Right. They're way older and they're really good at becoming friends and stuff. And I think it's because his sons have always wanted a sister or something like that. Right. So they kind of connect with my kids. Um, but so we'll get the kids together to go play and he he's, invites us over to his house and everything like that right um but what i really enjoy about it is the conversations me and trey have right so we'll, so we'll stand outside for a little bit and watch the kids play as we stand next to his american ninja warrior course that he's got going on in the backyard you've seen that with all the ropes and tied mm -hmm. to trees and all kinds of stuff right so we're just standing there kind of leaned up on the ropes of this american ninja warrior course and i just enjoy figuring out what he's going to do next with the backyard, right? It provides me inspiration for when I buy a home and what I want to do in the backyard. And, you know, there's times where we talk about how he's going to put in a half court basketball court, you know, and Hey, anytime you want to come up and he invites us over to, you know, Hey, when the basketball scores up, we can all get together and play basketball on my brand new basketball court that overlooks, you know, you got this good view of the Rocky mountains and Pikes peak right from that mm -hmm. little angle. So I really enjoy those talks. I like seeing the vision and seeing where it's going to go. And it gives me inspiration for what I want to do in my own home. So that's my last one. Yeah, he'll also show you, you know, where, what he's doing next with the chipping green, how many uh, retaining walls he's yeah. going to build. There's always a new one. Every time we go, he's got a new it's retaining awesome. wall. It's awesome. It's it's just like you get, I mean, he's constantly evolving. Yeah. Yeah. You really love, love that about it. him. Yeah. Uh, my last one here. This is one I think you've experienced as well. 
Trey is so encouraging when it comes to just improving yourself, being better with fitness, just sculpting your body. So much so that he'll invite you over to his house, you know, to be his workout buddy, you mm -hmm. know, and he's even kind enough when you're over there, you know, not only to lift up his shirt and show you his oiled abs, mm -hmm. but to also explain just how awesome his pull-up bar is and how it's the best on the market, you know, because it has multiple places to grip and that it mm -hmm. can hold more weight than the ones that Gold's Gym has to offer. Yeah. So just lo love hearing about all of Trey's workout equipment and just how good it is. And seeing his abs. Cool. That honestly, yeah. the abs are probably my favorite part. No lie. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Um, no cap, no cap. Is that how you say that? Is that how you no that? cap, no cap. That's how kids say that. So that's right. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like I went over there and we did a shoulder workout one day, right? And then we finished off with some abs. And he's like, hey, you know, you keep doing this, you're gonna be able to see like you're gonna get these abs, right? And he's got like these big. It looks like, you know, those sweet Hawaiian rolls just sitting on his stomach. They're just massive abs, all whatever like that. But he's he's very good at saying that this is how you're gonna get there. I'll get you there, right? So. All right, let's recap our draft. So I got Trey's really great at barbecuing, right? And explaining how he cooks his fine meats on these really great grills. I also got, um, you know, Trey just opening up his house to us. Mikasa, Sukasa, you know, letting us know where all the drinks are in his brand new fridge in the garage and explaining how to get these type of floors within it, you know, for whenever you get your home or you want to resurface mm -hmm. what it's like and all that kind of stuff. And then my last one was getting the kids together and talking about his basketball court that he's going to put in so that we can all go play basketball together, you know, round, rounded everybody up. Yeah. You know? And then you have, look, he's really great at math. So good at math that math. he, he'll just do it, take it from you, do it with you. And then he'll go back to doing what he's got to do. No questions asked. Right. No help offered. Uh, no help offered. Nothing like that. Just I'll do it for you. Um, and here you go. This is the number you need. Um, when you go out golfing with them, he's he's the guy who's going to give you golf lessons to improve yep. your golf game. You know, every single hole, your grip, your stance, you know, your back, your posture, everything that you're doing, how you want to place a ball on a tee, the angle of your tee, all that kind of stuff. Right. And then you got that. He's really encouraging with fitness. Right. Yep. And he's going to show you the stuff. Uh let you know, hey, when you want to get your gym, you're going to get this premier equipment so that you can get these rock uh, hard abs like he has. Um, really good at showing us the way there. So uh, this is a great draft, Tony. I, I think so. I, I enjoy putting out positive messages about Trey and talking about the things that we love. We should probably do it more often with other people within the league as well. That may let not us know, be our, our running Let us know day. how we did. Let us know how we did, Trey. Yeah, let us know how we did. Everybody in the league, anybody who knows Trey that's out there listening, if you don't know Trey, you know, comment how great of a friend that you wish you had um, in like the one that we have in Trey. Can so. we get some some ab graphics in the, uh, the, the YouTube thumbnail for this one? Is that Ooh. on the table? I can do that. I was actually making the thumbnail right before this. Um, yes. And... I didn't even think about that, but yeah, we'll do something Saying, like that. Give we'll the people what they want. Yeah. Maybe we'll put them on, uh, on Zach Wilson or something oh, like God. that. Mike White with big abs and stuff like that. So I, okay, uh, I'll accept Mike White with abs. Zach Wilson, get him out. I'm already using him as a thumbnail this week. Can't have that. <laughs> He's going to be on a thumbnail later on when we when right. clip clip. But all right, let's move on to rants and raves before we get out of here. Tony, do you have a rant or a rave for this week? I do. I have another rant. Yes. <laughs> Fuck the kindness. So the much positivity. positivity. Yeah. That ends now. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, making me like cringe inside. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable the whole time. I, I, 
I didn't know we were going to talk about that. Uh, the Chicago Bears, they're goddamn sideline reporters or media people. How do you report to us that Nathan Peterman is starting, what, 20 minutes out, 30 minutes out, and then wait until minutes before kickoff to amend what you said? You know how many of us made bets on this news based on uh, Peterman starting? Like, I made so many in the 15, 20 minutes that we were kind of left hanging. So someone needs to be held liable. Uh, Matt Eberflus, uh, Justin Fields, Mike Dick. I don't know who. I don't care. These guys just wrecked my parlays. This was really bad. What did you put in there? Like I had, I, I started throwing Jets in DFS. I started throwing, <laughs> oh, they're getting a touchdown for sure. Let me parlay that with these other things I had that really made the odds spicy. It was bad. Because Peterman, sounds- he's not good. He might be worse than Zach Wilson. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah. But... It, I don't it, know, that, that, that was really bad. And Simeon, what what do you get? An ejection? And he's like, ah, oh, I'm good to go. All of a sudden, come yeah, on. Yeah, got, he got a shot of that good stuff. Um, it did look kind of good there. You gave me a bunch of shit, right? I was like, you know, right now, that Bears money line, you know, a little, little shekel looks kind of nice right now. You just throw a little bit at it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. like that. I think it was like plus four or something. They were bumping mm-hmm. fives. And I was like, yeah. It's what kind of game do the Jets lose? This kind of game, right? So, <laughs> like, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe White might White stink, stinks, and he's not the guy that he was last year. And he was the guy. Um, <laughs> but it did look good there for about a quarter, quarter and a half. And I know you were shaking because you are like, screenshot this. And all this oh, yeah. Stuff. So, <laughs> I was going to send that to Fantasy Receipts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I would say that I have a rave for this week but i would be lying and i'm not a goddamn liar uh i will roster the browns and i will not back down from it uh, <laughs> we won't be intimidated terrence i will not be intimidated by the browns organization and how crummy they are and yeah i don't know I'm just give a shit but i got a rant and look it's the week after black friday thanksgiving you know traditionally you got all these sales black friday sales you know when we were when we were growing up, back when we were kids, you had to go sit outside Best Buy starting around midnight, yeah. put a chair, get a little umbrella, people with tents, all this kind of stuff, right? Because you were going to get the deals then. And same thing. Okay, Black Friday's done. You got the weekend, decompress, eat your fucking leftovers. Boom, Cyber Monday, right? You get online and you're going to buy the stuff for the discounts. And it's actually decent stuff um, that you could get at really good prices, right? Like you were paying bare minimum back then. Now all the shit sucks and the sales go on for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Like Cyber Monday sales on Amazon started a week and a half ago. Like it's just blasting everywhere. Or hey, all November we're doing Black Friday. No. Then you should just charge those fucking prices if you could do it for a month. Like it, the purpose is like one day get a bunch of people in. Hope they buy some other stuff there that you marked up. You know, because yep. you mark traffic. up your HDMI cables. You you know, or whatever like that, or yep. your TV wall stand things um, to make up the profits from that you're losing from selling such stuff at stuff at such like low prices or whatever like that. But it's just exhausting. Like, and none of this stuff is that great. None of it. And the prices stink. And it's just forever. You can't call it Black Friday sale when it's three weeks long or a month long or starts November 1st, like it continuously just starts earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. Like I'll just wait until after Christmas 
maybe mid-January when you still have shit because people don't want to buy it for the price that you marked down. It's the same shit with that bugs me about like Halloween candy, <laughs> like Christmas candy, right? The difference in like the Reese's is just the shape of the fucking Reese's. It's a pumpkin and then the pumpkins go on sale, right? 25% off for a week. And then like two weeks later, they're like 75% off. And then they got the Christmas trees right next to it at regular price. And it's the same goddamn Reese's. I need that that Drake meme where I'm like, no, I don't want the pumpkin. I say no to the the tree. I say yes. That's the one when you get to the Easter bunny. The Reese's peanut butter filled Easter bunny. That's the one I will. That's what I'm waiting for. That big, big one. Yeah, the big, big one. Yeah, the one that's like a a full-on hoagie, essentially. Yes, yes. It's like the size of a meatball sub. Like, yes, let me get that guy. Seven bucks. (laughs) Do you remember the shit we used to line? Well, I never did, but I worked worked retail. And Mm -hmm. so people would line up for for this at the Home Depot hours, hours before we opened on Black Friday. It was Thanksgiving. I think it was like Thanksgiving night, like 11 or 12 we would open. And we only had a limited supply. It was the Home Depot. But yeah. We sold 42-inch LCD TVs. It was like 500 bucks or 4.99, right? You got to keep it under 500. And people would line up for that mm-hmm. and like coming in. That's a joke now, right? That's like people's. I think you have a monitor that's 42 inches. <laughs> yeah, I think my monitor is like 32 inches or something yeah. like that. So silly. And it was things... way cheaper than that. Yeah, crazy. I just bought like a. I think I have a. I think it's like a 46-inch TV in my bedroom right now or whatever like that. And I bought it for like 300 bucks brand new at yeah. Best Buy. Like, and it's totally dope. Um, I worked at Walmart and I stocked overnight. And we were 24-7, right, at the time, Supercenter. So all of our Black Friday stuff will be like wrapped in black, like shrink wrap essentially, right? So you couldn't see it. Yep. And it'd just be on pallets. But people would be in there at like 9 o'clock on Thanksgiving night. It's just sitting. Cart. No, like literally just sitting in a chair right next to whatever they wanted to buy. Like they got a sign on it or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. yo, like you can pay $20 for a blender. You don't have to get the one for 10 dog. Like it's not that serious, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. I'm with you. I, I agree. Like, oh, I'm going to save 50 bucks on this $500 TV. Yeah. No, you're going to spend $450. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing I ever want to buy now. Like yeah. I think now that I'm older, like I just don't. I don't care. Like, what did I use? Like, give me some, give me some like actual earbuds that work for like working out. Like, I think you talk, Charlotte, and get me these these headphones. He's like, yeah. canceling headphones a while ago. I use them multiple times a week to record mm-hmm. with you, right? Like, give me stuff I need. Yeah, maybe some underwear, some some warm socks. Hell I don't know. yeah, right. That's the best thing for Christmas is like when your mom sends you underwear and socks. I'm like, goddamn yes, I hate buying these things. <laughs> yeah. I won't buy like a 12 pack of socks, like even just the ones at Walmart or Target or whatever. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not paying 18 bucks for 12 <laughs> pairs of socks. That's ridiculous. Is $9.99. Do I really need these? I have I have 12 pairs at home. <laughs> yeah. I have holes yeah. in them, sure. But I have 12 pair. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is holy? Jesus. Church. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus's hands are holy. Oh this shit. Did is I the... go there? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time that we're celebrating Jesus's birthday by consuming and buying a bunch of shit that we don't need. Let's pay some homage. It's a positive thing. 58 West King podcast. Tony, what do you guys got? Uh, yeah, we're still banging out, you know, weekly NFL preview episodes over there. We're available. Apple, 
Spotify, Google, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we're well over. We're, we do the picks every week for every game. You mentioned those earlier. We're well over 600 on the season. Uh, there's no paywall like there's with some of the experts that, uh, you know, we're above. So check us out. You can follow us on Twitter at 58WKingPodcast. And then my co-host, Matt, the co-commission of our league at GrimMan69. He's also on the socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram. We're on YouTube. We just jumped into the TikTok game. We're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. I'm waiting so like on TikTok, I'm waiting for you to come through like my FYP because we that? have the same kind of stuff, like your for you page. Hmm. So you have okay. two different things at the top of TikTok. So you'll see it when you get there and you can like, it'll be your for you page. It's just random stuff that gets put in you. And if you move it to the right or yeah, if you move the screen to your right, it'll yep. go to your following tab, just the accounts that you follow. But I don't want to go in that tab yet. So yeah, I'm just like, okay, I want to see if it comes up on my FYP or whatever. Like yeah, that, so. we posted uh, four clips for the last episode, just kind of mm-hmm. chopping it up a little bit, some of the picks and, and whatnot. And each each uh, each clip was like 500 to 600 views. Yeah. So I was like, I, I don't understand the algorithm yet, but that's better than what we get on YouTube and yeah. some other places. So we'll take it. I did look at, I did pull up your page earlier. I was like, has it been posting TikToks? Because I haven't seen them, right? And I'm like, okay. So I looked at your account and I was like, okay, I watched some of them. Like, okay, let me go through it. But, um, it's important if you're going to watch your friend's content to watch it all the way through, yeah. right? You get the view duration and then react to it or whatever like that. Um, mm. Does that algorithm. help with the algorithm? Yeah, yeah. because okay. it says like retention time matters, right? If people gotcha. are watching it and then uh, going at it or if you run over I notice I'll share some of the stuff with you um with YouTube shorts right I noticed like the time like we have a bunch that have different lengths I guess you would say anywhere from like six seconds to 20 something seconds or whatever or up to a minute yeah and like the there's like you see like the retention time and then people watch it more when it got to a certain time lane and then after the retention kind of just mm-hmm. dot down it's the same stuff right it's just three seconds longer like it it changed it or whatever like that so some of our best performing ones are like right in this sweet spot of i think it's a sweet spot but it's fun to learn and just just talk bad more about justin fields that's that's what you got to do i keep getting likes um from the instagram reel of the overrated underrated russell wilson Oh, it's so good. It's so bad because it's just like, ar, ar, ar. <laughs> it gets your attention. Wilson. You're like, what the fuck yeah. is this guy yelling at? <laughs> yeah. And then it's and just like, like, oh, it's Russell Wilson. That makes sense. And then, it, and then there's just a pause. Overrated. <laughs> it's so good. But it, I like it. You see the Instagram real one that the thing is like over 1500 views right now. Mm-hmm. But every day I come out of work and there's like six, seven, eight likes or whatever. Right. And I'm, I'm like, uh-uh. okay, whatever. I need to be more consistent in putting out the shorts. So. Agreed. Also, go check out the Whiskey Flick podcast. That's Terrence. He's a Browns fan. Uh, big Amari Cooper guy. Looking forward to a big game out of Deshaun Watson. That That's going to be fun to watch. So, um, Apparently, he doesn't watch those games, but he might because his, he might need his guy to win, right? Like I don't know if he covers his eyes when he watches Red Zone or Ear whatever muffs. like that, right? Earmuffs, probably. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here, John Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> Stop showing this game. I don't care if they're scoring touchdowns. Uh, but go check out his podcast, the Whiskey Flick Podcast. This link below for you guys in the description as well. Talk about everything about movies. Uh, new episode 2026 coming out. So Whiskey Flick Pod 2026. Uh, you'll be able to hear our episode. But, um, good diehard episode out there, though. I think it's the first one of the show. Was it? It was the first one, right? We were the I'm inaugural pretty, episode. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, inaugural best fan episode. fight so far. 
yeah, best fan fight. Goes go figure out why Die Hard is not a Christmas movie oh over my there. God. For you. Uh, <clears throat> all right. I think that's all we got. I'm a big fan of this kindness stuff. Big fan of the positivity. I mean, even if you're HIV positive, big fan of you um, out there. That's for our buddy Ricky. Um, but banger of the week. So I thought long and hard about this. What what would be something to commemorate Trey for this episode, right? And mm-hmm. how, you know, he obviously came to me and was like, hey, let's do some more positive stuff. Like, yeah, I understand you may be hurting, right? I understand your past. Like, he understands my past. Like, he knows my fears, right? We've done all this kind of stuff. Um, and he's the guy that, you know, maybe I've cried to in the past. He He's welcoming of me to go confide in and you know let out a tear and just just to be kind to me right and there's no better song than marshmallow and hasley's be kind i imagine this is what trey's listening to on the way to work thinking about us talking about him on this podcast so um this would be the song that trey would sing to me and that's why it is banger of the week be kind marshmallow and hasley halsey halsey for Tony of the 50 of West King Podcast, I am Nate. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Wanna believe, wanna believe That you don't have a bad bone in your body But the bruises on your ego make you go wow, 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 yeah Wanna believe, wanna believe That even when you're stone cold, you're sorry Tell me why you gotta be so out of your mind, yeah I know you're choking on your fear